Hey everyone, welcome back to the Expat Brat Podcast. This is Salman Qureshi and uh, welcome, welcome. And I hope you guys are doing really well and your voice isn't cracking like a 14-year-old like mine is. You would think as a professional, I would make sure my voice uh, is clear and cracking doesn't happen. Instead, I position myself on chairs in a rather awkward way. I don't project cleanly and uh, I'm just terrible at this stuff uh, stuff I preach to people and tell people you got to do it right man you get, voice is so important to your performance you got to take care of it meanwhile I'm sipping black coffee um, which probably dries your throat a little bit and um, and not breathing right yeah that's it that's uh, I, I agree I'm I'm a hypocrite uh, so kill me, sue me. What? Kill me? That's so weird. That is so weird of me to say that. Please don't kill me um, if that did present something of that sort of thought process into your head. Uh, I don't really mean it. Um, <laughs> anyway, here we are. You're tuned in and you're probably driving your car right now. Am I right? Am I right? Or maybe you're at the gym. Or maybe... My podcast is so special to you that you have taken time out to listen to this in your spare time, which is a lot of pressure on me now to make this thing very meaningful and helpful and adds true value to your life. You know what I'm sick of is people giving me that tip about podcasts and vlogs and videos and stuff. It's there's, there's always this thing of like, but what value does this add? What information is there in your podcast, in your videos that will benefit the people? Nothing. You know what I am? I am entertainment and probably bad entertainment and so what? You know, if reality TV can get so many eyeballs then why not me, right? Like, I can't be worse than some reality TV show, right? Maybe I'm more boring, and that's the problem. Maybe I should just um, do some crazy stuff every once in a while, be utterly honest, or just be a stupid character, right? Like, maybe if I just... I, I'm not like I'm the most intelligent person in the world, so maybe I just need to be myself more often, but maybe maybe I just need to act like a little bit more more stupid more like maybe i'm already doing it right now and you guys are like this is amazing to watch because this dude is so dumb it's entertaining i don't know i don't know but then who's dumb is it you me or for you for you to be wasting your time on me i don't know i don't know you know what's a waste of time though putting all this dumbness aside you know what i really think is stupid is when people as as based because of where I was born, and not even where I was born, under which country's tutelage I was born in. <laughs> is that the right way to say it? And is that the right pronunciation? Uh, who knows? Tutelage? Tutelage? Now I gotta, you know, I'm just, you know, this is a constant theme in my podcast, right? Like, I just am so bad at this stuff. I've started putting a laptop with Google Open on it. Let's hear this. Let's hear this. It's uh, tutelage. Tutelage. Uh, I want to say it exactly how she said it. Tutelage. Tutelage. Can you hear it when she says it on my laptop? Tutelage. Tutelage. This is awesome. Uh, <laughs> and, and and I don't know. So under the tut- protection authority of some or someone or something. Yeah, right? So because of the tutelage of my uh, country, um, even though I was born in a different country, 
I am by birth Pakistani, uh, never having lived there, never having spent more than a month at a time there, never not being able to read or write in any of the languages that are the official languages of that country, not being able to relate to a lot of the culture at times. And it's, um, it's sad because it leaves me kind of in this middle world where I grew up in the Middle East and I don't know where I'm from anymore. It's just so sad. It's so sad. I don't have a country to call home. Um, and if you do, you are a lucky bastard you are. Um, so what that effectively means is that I have to apply for visas wherever I go. All right. And for those of you from countries with passports that don't have that problem where you're allowed into like a uh, hundred and gazillion countries uh, with visa on arrival um, or not require a visa at all, whatever, screw you. Um, <laughs> you know, you have no idea what this life is like. All right. It's tough. You can't just get up and decide, hey, let's fly something like my wife's right. She's. She's from the UK. So she sometimes just has this unrealistic expectation. She's like, let's go fly there. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Just give me six months uh, and let me print out all my documents and everything that I've done since birth. And then hopefully that country will grant me a visa. Because at the moment with my passport, which is the fourth worst in the world, apparently, uh, only 37 countries allow me visa on arrival. And some of them don't sound like they're real countries. Look it up. It's crazy. Uh, anyway. Hmm. Here we are. This is my situation. And I just think, right, I know I've complained about this before and some of these facts you might already know, but here's my thing about it. It's it's racist, all right? I'm going to call it out for what it is. It's racist because if you look at the process, let's say I'm applying for the UK, all right? They ask me, <coughs> oh my God, I'm just coughing into my podcast now. You know, I don't even cut this stuff anymore. Uh, so apologies for that. They let's say I'm applying to the UK, and they here here are some of the documents I gotta go. First of all, at the moment I need six to eight weeks advance notice to that country uh, to to hopefully get my visa on time. But that's a blip. Okay, fine. You can apply normally. It takes about two weeks to get an answer. All right, or a week if you pay an extra amount, uh, and it's not cheap. Yeah. So then I have to present. Proof of income, uh, proof of residency, where I am right now, uh, six-month bank statement, proof of job, proof of uh, everything, you know, the address, the flight costs, who's going to cover that, uh, where am I going to stay, blah, 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 and so on and so forth, right? I know why. I know why. Because a lot of people, apparently from Pakistan, have stayed back after their visa expired and made the UK their home somehow, <sighs> which we should be allowed to, considering what you know, the history and everything, but okay. All right. I'll put that aside. Okay. But let's say someone from the States decides to do the same thing. They can just fly over and not require a visa, right? Racism. <laughs> All right. Because it's not just racist. It's just unfairness because I know you're playing the probability game. I know it's something to do with our government relations and whatnot as well. But it's still wrong on an individual level because you have no guarantee that the person coming from the States has the money or is going to be a spender or will follow the law. Because that's the other things, you know, have you ever committed a crime or something that all plays against um, um, 
whoa, sorry, I shook everything there. Uh, we That all plays against your visa application. And so you don't know if an American is coming in with a with, with like serial killer. I don't know, right? What if he's a serial killer? You know, white people are all, all you know, white people, particularly serial killers, that's just white people. And I think there's a good reason for it. I know why you guys are the only people who can be serial killers. It's because um, white people are the only one who will get away with like eight murders in a row and not have that crime solved, right? Like uh, <laughs> colored people, unfortunately, would probably be shot dead before they'd even consider um, uh, becoming serial killers. Hmm. That's terrible, uh, but it's the truth. And so this guy gets to go over and, and just be there and you have no idea who's come into your country and you're fine with that. And that I think that's crazy. I think, you know, all right, I hear you about like, how do you guarantee that I will leave after my visit? Well, first of all, you'd be lucky to have me. All right, let's be honest. You'd be lucky to have someone like me stay over in your country and do good for you. Okay, most immigrants are actually pretty hardworking people. So Okay, let's put that aside too, considering, and also just me. Look at me, per, like just me as an individual. I'm great. Like you'd love to have me. Say, those people would love for me to be there, all right? I choose to come back because I don't want to live illegally at my age. Who wants to do that? Um, but let's say if I did, if, if that's your real problem, all right? You go, all these governments, all right, they're going, no, we don't know. We don't want these guys to stay over. We don't want them muddling our culture and messing it up. We don't want curry introduced. Oh, wait, okay, curry's already part of our culture. We don't want curry being made by an actual brown person. We want the curry to be made locally and call it a British thing now. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever your real reason is, okay? We don't want you. We don't want you marrying and living in our our resources and whatnot. Just, there's got to be a better way. Like put an anklet. I don't know. Like put a put. We, we're we're in the technology has advanced so much. Put a put a, like a chain on my arm that kind of is a tracker, right? Like a tracker. Just put a tracker on my hand, and then when my time is done, it's like an alarm bell just goes off. Reminds me, hey man, you got to get out of the country. And if I'm still in the country, you can find me. And kick me out, all right? I know, I know that it's going to become this thing because we're resourceful people. We'll find a way to break it or, or tamper with it. <laughs> put an explosive in it. I don't know. Put it. Put some kind of risk on it, right? Like if it's unsafely done, or if you are, then the punishment's longer. There's no, you know, you, you can find ways around it. Okay, you can find ways around it, and we we just gotta. Um, it's just about being fair and, and we've got to put the politics aside because honest to God, I'm so sick of this crap. All right. You know what I found really funny was that people in South Africa have this problem. Right? They don't get visas easily. And that made me laugh a little bit because a lot of South Africans I know are white people. And I was like, you guys have got to be the most useless white people that have ever lived in the world. <laughs> Sorry if you're South African. I just find it hilarious that you have the skin tone, but none of the privileges is, that come with it, right? So it's it's so sad. Um, but I think it'll, auto, it'll, it'll correct itself at some point when um, maybe they'll divide South Africa into white South Africa and, and colored South Africa, and then they'll be able to give the white South Africans all the benefits and not have to give it. Oh, it was like that before. Um, but maybe they'll do it officially, <laughs> all right? So then, then it'll be official and... And, and then the world can know how to interact with them properly. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Uh, that's uh, that's how it's going to go down there. And um, and so that's, yeah, I think that's, you know, 
No one talks about this enough. I think uh, the people who are who can talk about it, uh, who want to talk about it, are the are the people who are like me who who don't have a voice um, in your countries and stuff. So I think I think it's something people should bring up and vote for. And I know it doesn't affect your daily life, but somewhere knowing you, if you're brown and stuff, then somewhere somewhere one of your family members has been affected at some point. <laughs> you know someone who knows someone who's had a problem with this stuff and who struggled in life because of this issue. So, um, hey, it's your moral duty to spread the word and get people talking about this and going, hey, we should all be, as human beings, just be allowed to travel wherever and whenever we want. Uh, you can put some things into place. Like I think, you know, if you do want to have the visa system, it should be for everybody then. That person from the U.S. or Canada or whatever should have to apply for a visa when they come into the country as well. This is fair right life should be fair as much as possible i know people go uh, turn around and say but life is not fair um well yes because we let it be not fair there are bad things that happen but we should always like try it doesn't mean we don't try getting to a point where we're all fair you know <laughs> like it's none of us enjoy unfairness so that's we got to be better than that man come on people let's get this stuff done like i'm i'm just crossing this off my list as like i have done my bit now it's up to people out like you guys to spread this word and make it happen okay that's uh i'm a strategy kind of guy uh i need someone who's more action detail oriented and stuff and and, and a doer okay so i'll give you guys great ideas but that's where i stop and then uh <laughs> i need you guys to do something about it all right this is how i roll um that's the deal we have we got we got to make this thing work this way okay cool because i oh my god the pen's falling everywhere um so that yeah uh you know what what i am lucky to be in a place right now for the time being which is incredible and very welcoming uh in dubai and we um we've had a crazy july it got super hot just like everywhere else in the world it got super hot here and temperatures were like 40 plus and everything and the last three days, they've done cloud seeding and has brought the temps down. Uh, in fact, some parts of the country had uh, rainfall. And I'm like, that's crazy, man. While these countries are talking about uh, climate control and change, Dubai is just like, we're going we're gonna to just control our own climate <laughs> as much as we can. Um, and I know cloud seeding. So if you, you know, I'm sure a lot of you have talked about this or know already it, it's what do you send out? I'm going to look this up, right? So it's, you sent out, I'm going to sound smart because I'm Googling this and it's in front of me in this laptop. It's, it's, it involves modifying a cloud structure to increase the chance of precipitation. Why can't they just call it rain and not sound fancy, right? Cloud seeding adds small ice-like particles to clouds. Usually silver iodide, iodide? Particles are used. These particles act as additional condensation nuclei. Nuclei? Nuclei. 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 I almost sounded smart there, right? What if I'd like written this down and memorized it and just said it? You guys would have thought I really know this stuff. But if this makes sense, uh, basically they add some stuff into the sky. The clouds that are there in the sky become heavier and chances of rain happen more. And the clouds get like bigger and group up together a bit more. That's what it is. Right, and these guys are doing it, and it's working, and it's crazy, and it's nice outside. I can look out my window right now, and there's some heavy cloud clouds there, and it's um, I I I didn't think a lot of countries did, but here's a a, a 
nice fact I came across was that there have been a few countries, uh, Russia, I got it this year somewhere, Russia, China, Thailand, have successfully put out forest fires with cloud seeding. That's amazing. Like instead of going send the firemen in, they went send some freaking silver iodide into the sky and we're going to make it rain and control these forest fires. That boggles my mind. But it's very cool to imagine that we can do this. Um, I hope at some point this will be cheap for everybody to do so that we can get enough rain everywhere and that helps crops and stuff. But then we might have flooding and politics screw that stuff up even more. So who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But I, I think it's a fascinating thing to experience this, you know? Like I'm actually seeing it happen in front of me uh, and it's it's crazy. It's just, uh, it's incredible that this stuff happens here right now. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, man, what else? What else did we talk? Uh, there's the cloud seeding part. And the visa part were two things that were kind of bugging my mind because it's just happening in front of me right now. But you know, <laughs> you know what really caught my eye was the Wuhan thing. Um, I just read somewhere that they finally have come through research, realized the COVID thing started from Wuhan uh, because of livestock and animals. They, it's not a bat, all right? The bat thing is bat crazy shit. That's bat shit crazy stuff. But apparently it did start there. It made me think, well, now what? What does this mean? Does it mean <laughs> that we can blame China for it? Or is it a more global thing where we're like, hey, you know, it's because of our eating animals bit that we need to control? Is it the, the vegan, you know, are the vegans right? Um, who, who knows? Who knows, right? Like, I, I, I'm just trying to think, is it now okay to blame someone? Uh, and what does that mean, like, why do this? I know why they've done the research. They're trying to track down the actual animal, which is fascinating, right? They're trying to find out um, which animal. It's like Sherlock Holmes shit. Like, that's the kind of shit he'd be solving in today's world, right? <laughs> like, not murders, but like mass murders uh, done through COVID. And uh, and, and so he, he'd probably be like, it's elementary. My dear Watson, it was a, it was a cow. Um, but they're trying to track it down because they know how it spread then. And what we can do to prevent it from happening again. That's really nice of these guys to think about that stuff. But I I just think it's going to, um, you know, mess up uh, some people's minds and stuff. And, and God knows where this is going to lead to. Um, it's, uh, it's nuts. It's nuts that we, we're in this situation and um, that we can do all this. I'm talking about a lot of like scientific crazy stuff today, aren't I? Like... Um, cloud seeding, Wuhan stuff. What else is going on? Elon Musk is probably working on a robot that will take over Twitter for him so he can run Twitter, to, so he can tweet about right-wing conspiracies without feeling like it's not, um, it's, he's not being subjugated to censorship. And that robot is probably coming to life right now as we speak, just opening its eyes like, and and starting to take over and do shit it's uh it's happening i think it's happening uh there's a lot of science shit that's <laughs> science shit that's happening uh why am i so stupid man you know when uh when i haven't watched something lately the last couple of days then i i start acting like this like my mind starts working off on weird stuff um but science like i'm not even like a nerd like about stars wars or 
stuff like that. Like, I don't know why I'm so interested right now in tech, technology and stuff. Maybe because I, I'm a slow uh, adapter, actually. You know, I, I've always gone slow on stuff. Um, the internet, email, I was always like apprehensive. The phone, I used my Blackberry as long as I could, right? Like uh, I just held on to it because I love the keyboard as well. But I was not ready for the change when it came and waited till the last minute when everybody had gotten off it. No one like it was like when I, you know, when you're sending Blackberry Messenger messages and no one's responding because there's no one on the other side anymore. I felt like the first person who invented the phone and I had no one to call. Um, <laughs> so that's when I was like, OK, OK, fine. I, I went into Android phones. Uh, and I love my Android Samsung and then somewhere along the lines I got convinced into the iPhone and now I'm into the Apple world where I own everything uh, mostly like uh, through Apple products like my laptops a Mac my phone I've got the AirPods I've got the Apple watch I'm basically Appled out and so I don't know who owns who now I feel like I own Apple products but I might just be an extended Apple product myself right I don't know are we are we um, just, <laughs> why am I sounding like some crazy nutter right now? Maybe it's just too much um, talking lately uh, with myself and stuff. Anyway, that's that's how I got into all the Apple products. And I love them though. I do love the ecosystem. They do, oh my God, I'm making the mic really rock today. Um, I, I am, I, I do feel like it was, um, it's been a good transition because of the and everybody says it, the apple ecosystem welcome inside once you're in the apple ecosystem you can't escape it man like it's everything's so easy and stuff and I, i'm listening to it i'm going that that's crazy when i was especially when i was on the ass i was like y'all crazy man and now that i'm in it i'm like yeah it's true it is true like it's so seamless um and i'm sure you could set up android to be like that but i just want to believe because i've spent so much money on it now so i do want it to be true okay uh i i moved from spotify to apple music as well like i'm totally invested in that like the only thing i haven't done is invested in apple stocks which is probably the more smarter place to spend my money on instead i made the stock go up without owning any of it um i helped the apple stock grow um and not gain anything anyway Guys, uh, this has been great. Uh, I will catch you guys again later. Uh, take care of yourself. Gotta run. Or as my dog would say, woof!